everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Today we are covering Tom at the Farm. This continues our month of let's hear it for the gays. And I can't sing still. You think I would learn. <laughs> We're in the middle of the month. You think I learned what a rhythm was or a tune? But no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and today we're joined by our very special guest. Welcome, Igraine. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so we're going to start where we start with every guest we have on the show. What's your favorite scary movie? Um, my favorite scary movie is The Exorcist, as typical as that is. It is The Exorcist. Love it, love it. And what is your horror origin story? I was that weird little child that was obsessed with scary things, but was also terrified at the same time. So I actually didn't get into horror movies up until I was like a teenager because I was like, petrified but I was always reading and I was always into like folk tales and especially like Irish folk tales where I'm from they're absolutely petrifying it's not leprechauns um it's actually much much scarier shit Uh, (laughs) um and I also read a lot and I was mad into like witches and when people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up I said a vampire so I was that weirdo kid Love it, love it. So, so since The Exorcist is your favorite movie, are possession films, are those like your favorite subgenre? Yes, absolutely. I like I grew up in Ireland. So for people that don't know, Ireland is strict, strict Catholic. Like up until very recently, it was very strict Catholic and it's still very Catholic. And I am not. <laughs> I am the opposite. Um, I would be quite anti-Catholic, uh, borderline satanic. No, um, <laughs> but for some reason, possession films. I'm obsessed with them. I absolutely love possession, and I, I love the religion, and I just love demons and the devil. I like it when the devil gets his time to shine. Love it, love it, love, love it. it. <laughs> Um, and take a moment and plug, because you have a podcast as well, so go ahead and plug your podcast real quick. I do. My podcast is uh, What a Scream, and like yourselves, I talk about horror films, and uh, every week I have, I literally pick out a random subject out of literally a cup and it's just (laughs) me and my guest we have to pick a film each and a couple of weeks ago Sheree was on it as well and we did Iranian horror and it was great it was fun we had two great movies Mm -hmm. I what I love about your podcast is sometimes you'll pull the subgenre you hate (laughs) (laughs) every single time I'm like so I hate this genre but how or never (laughs) here we are (laughs) It makes me happy. I'm like, clearly this is not being staged. (laughs) (laughs) You would have never chosen us. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And are there any social media that you want to plug for the listeners so they can follow you? Yes, I'm on Instagram um, at what a scream podcast and then on twitter at what underscore scream um and then you can find me on like anchor and youtube and spotify and all that crap it's a good time 
All right. Well, let's get it. Let's let, let me do my speaking again. <laughs> These drinking podcasts are getting hard. <laughs> How much have you had to drink? I'm only like two minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into Tom on the farm. <laughs> ah, Tom on the farm. Tom at the farm, even. He's not even on the farm. He's actually at the farm. Tom at the farm. What? Yeah, he's, he, somewhere. Uh, he's somewhere in the vicinity of a farmyard. It sounds like, you know what? When you sent it to me, I was like, this sounds like a fucking Sesame Street bit. <laughs> I half expected like Elmo to pop out and be like, here's a sheep, here's a cow. Um, so I was very shocked. <laughs> Tom at the farm um, by Sesame Street would be a very interesting experience. I mean, it. I I don't know if it would have been more or less confusing had Elmo been there, to be honest. Right? I think, yeah, I think actually it would have been made a whole lot better yeah. if Elmo had been there. Been a lot more unsettling. Right? <laughs> You're like, oh. Oh no. Um, so Tom at the Farm, it is a French Canadian psychological thriller. Um, <laughs> I, obviously, people can't hear me, but I'm doing the inverted commas thing. Um, it, it's a film directed and starring Xavier Dolan, and it's based on a play. And I would give a synopsis, but I don't know what the fuck was going on. I don't know what was happening. Same. 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 Right? We all I mean, have that same note. I was like, I don't yeah. understand what's happening right now, but I, I, I don't, I'm intrigued. I want to, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to put, to put it quite shortly, this young fella whose partner has recently died just turns up at his partner's farm, hence the title. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 His and brother then- is very rapey, psychotic y, and uh, yeah. I. <laughs> Yeah. I I don't even know what I saw, but I know I saw it, and I have the receipt to prove it because it's not streaming anywhere for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, I my my first note before we get into the chaos that is this movie is this is another all white cast in 2013, mm-hmm. and I know it's at a farm, <laughs> but I feel like we could have done something. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done they something. only cultivate white people on farms yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those kind of farms <laughs> we're brown people I can find it um, we can't see it um, but even like the people in the town because like I was like this is you could have at least somebody in the town or the friend who visited because she pops yeah. up and it's still weird and makes yeah. no sense what? and I'm like nobody could be nobody you couldn't, nobody. You couldn't find a role for anybody okay no. then absolutely not <laughs> What's going on, French Canada? Yeah, right? <laughs> what are you growing on your farms? We're, <laughs> we're not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way that you're like, I don't know where to start. It's I, just... Well, I, okay, I will say, in the, the beginning 10, 15 minutes-ish, when he's like driving to the farm, I was like, oh, this looks like Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> this looks like my backyard. Glad Canada and I are on the same page here. <laughs> you know what i hate actually right i always hate this about horror films is when horror films start off with that aerial shot like aerial drone shot of someone driving i hate it i'm just like no find another way to start your damn horror films like no that's been overdone stop it yeah and i know i felt like a lot of that could have been cut too because i was like i'm just I, i mean i get that you're trying to set this rural atmosphere but we get it 
It's in the title. I would have believed yeah. you had you just been like, here's the house we're going to have shit happen in. I didn't need to see the farm. I, I didn't need to. It's like air. I know I'm breathing it even when I can't yeah. see it. And so I would have yeah. just, I would have bought a ticket to this ride and we could have just gotten straight to what I think the story was. I, I don't know what the story is. If, as I say, if you know what the story is, you know more than I do. So Right. I mean... <laughs> It's like an arts, arts. It's kind of an artsy film, isn't it? Like it's very oh, yeah. much like it's definitely a play that is yeah. now a film. And like I'm that asshole that's like I don't like artsy films. <laughs> I don't get them. I think it's just a whole lot of like fluffy stuff. And I'm just like, no, no, absolutely not. It's not like a project that someone just wanted to happen, as opposed to wanting mm-hmm. to do something actually that made sense. They were like, I want to do this, so I'm going to do it. And it you did. know what? More power to you. But let us in on it. Like, yeah. what did I watch? What did yeah. I watch? I will say, like, because I watched, like, a little bit of the credits after the film was over. And Xavier Dolan is on, like, on there, like, 15, 20 times. I was like, oh, okay, so this is your, like, you yeah. love this play. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I'm going to make this movie. Yeah, he, yeah. he co-adapted. He directed. He was Tom. He might have been the farm. <laughs> um, he, was, he actually <laughs> played the cow. He did. He was the corn that he was walking through. And so... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what drew him to this particular script because, like, two of us ha- come from theater, and there are many scripts mm. that w- maybe should be adapted, and there are some that should be left alone, and there are some that, with the right director, makes sense because you get people who do things like when doubt happened, and you have Viola Davis giving a monologue on the side of a busy street, and you're like, "Who are you, and why do you hate Joy?" But she got her Oscar <laughs> anyways because she's Viola fucking Davis. But <laughs> I. <laughs> This is not one of the, I, I don't know this place. I don't know what was changed, but I don't feel like there is enough happening to make this watchable in any medium aside from people who just really want to see some theater and don't really care what's happening. Yeah. And, and I will say part of me does like, I super respect the fact that he was like, I love this play and I'm going to make this movie and I'm going to do all this stuff to make it happen. And I was like, okay, respect that. But like, I don't know that I understood <laughs> the yeah, movie. I don't- I don't know where the psychological thriller came in. I was waiting for the psychological Same. thrilling bits to come in. And I was like, and we got that bit in the shower. So he's in the shower. And then for some reason, Francis, the brother, just happens to like pop in and tell him no perfume. <laughs> All right, mate. Like, And then in the bathroom. It was very rapey, sexual. Because uh, 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 yeah. the first time he meets the, the brother, it's like in pitch black. And he like jumps him in the bed. Yeah. And like, yeah. Oh, sir. <laughs> I had to rewind that bit because I was like, I must have missed something because he went from zero to like full on on top of him. And I was like, no, I've definitely missed something. Rewound it and was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we meet Francis in the dark room where he jumps onto Tom and is like, I knew you'd be here. I didn't know who you'd be, but I knew you'd be here. And I'm like, what is this movie? Where is this going? Do we need a content warning? And then he's just like you're gonna say some nice words to my brother's funeral tomorrow and then you're gonna like be nice to my mom and i was like i feel like that might have been the goal i don't could you have talked to him to see if he was going to do the opposite of that first but whatever and then he leaves i'm like okay that's disturbing but not where i thought we were going (laughs) and then he's in the shower with him and i'm like good sir i i could i what are boundaries on this farm tom what are boundaries oh no farmers have no boundaries no boundaries at all I watched Red Bike Mountain, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and then, like, so no one, for me, no one's motivation in this film made any sense. Besides maybe the mom, I kind of understood where she was coming from. She's just sad. 
<laughs> even her, even her. I because like she waits until towards the end of the movie to finally be like, "How did my son even die?" And I was like, "Does no one have any answers for anyone?" <laughs> I'm like, "You put your son in the ground, and you're just now asking this." <laughs> you're like, "How did he even die?" And I'm like, "So we have nothing. <laughs> We're just out here on a farm doing shit." <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, why did Tom call? Why did Tom call Sarah? I don't understand. To why pretend to be Tom... the girlfriend, but we but don't know why. Why? <laughs> why? Like, what was the motivation to do that? I my don't... biggest, my biggest why and what for is why is Tom still on this farm after the funeral when the brother Francis has a weird fixation on him? He just hangs out. He's like, well, my partner died. They don't know that that's my partner. So let me just stay here where I'm being accosted in the shower in the bedrooms because um, <laughs> I don't have anything else going on for me. Back home. I'm like, good sir. So I kind of took it that because at one point he says to Francis, again, in a really weird way, he goes, you smell like Guillaume. Guillaume? Mm -hmm. My Irish yeah. accent can't pronounce these nice French names. <laughs> Sorry, hon. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so i got you know he was like you smell like him so i got it that like he just wanted to stick around because he felt his boyfriend in the house in the family blah blah blah, blah. and i got like i was like okay maybe that's him grieving and being like i have to hold on to the last thing i have which is this weird creepy family that's like something out of m night Shyamalan's fucking the visit <laughs> right i got those vibes i was like yeah. Yeah. i am ready for this shit to go down yes. and then it didn't it <laughs> dully like deflated right he left us at the farm he stood us yeah. up in the corn stalks the, <laughs> the, the only thing that made sense to me was at the very end when he like tricked francis and stole his truck i was like okay i get that he said, deuces, I'm out. Even that <laughs> right? escape didn't work for me because why wouldn't you just be like, hey, Agatha, will you take me to the airport the next time you were all sitting around an awkward family dinner? And she'd be like, yes. Also, what happened to my son? Again, <laughs> the last right. half of the movie, she has the questions she should have had at the top of the movie. <laughs> I also love that he's covered in bruises that Sarah realizes the minute that she sees him but the mom is just like, do, 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 do. everything's fine. I've just got a man covered in bruises in my house. It's fine. I think she might be used to Francis just beating up men around town and just is oblivious. That's true. Plus, she's, I think, secretly wondering what happened to her son because she waits again until Sarah's entered the house. Sarah is definitely act two late or early act three because I, I don't know what the fuck I watched, so I'm not sure. But in one of those sections, <laughs> Sarah appears because Tom calls her. And he's like, come pretend to be the girlfriend of my dead boyfriend. Because we need more people in this movie. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and she comes out and Frances also tries to like get assaulty with her in the kitchen. And I'm like, Frances. Oh, I love when she was like, nope, get your hands off me, sir. I was kind of hoping she would stab him because we needed something to happen. Because nothing was happening. There was a lot of talking around all the things that we have not answered. And I was like, at least we can have violence. Let's make it this thriller that we thought that was going to be. But she didn't because right. Frances is like, oh, she has a knife. And so we cut to them talking to Agatha, who's like, none that we're all here. What happened to my son? And I'm like, Agatha, honey, baby, you were late to this party. And then they're like, we can't have answers to this. So cut to all three, Agatha, no, not Agatha, um, Tom, Francis, and Sarah drinking in the car. And I'm like, Sarah, you just almost had to stab this man. 
And you were saying that he bruised up your friend you came out here for who won't leave with you because he's under the thrall of this like corn farm. And now you're all just going to drink in the car like nothing's happened. And I'm like, I, I know people don't like confrontation, but I feel like I would have a confrontational moment. I would be like, hey, I almost had to stab you. Me and my friend are leaving now. We went into drinking and laughing in the car. I, who are these people? Maybe, maybe it's like a French Canadian thing. Maybe they're just really polite and like they, whereas I would be like, I am going to cut you a little bit. Um, apparently these French Canadians are like, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. We'll have a bit of a drink and it's grand. It's grand. Actually, no, that sounds a bit more like an Irish thing, doesn't it? Like, if you have a bit of a drink, it'd be grand. It'd be grand. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't understand her involvement at all. I thought maybe I'd missed something because, like, I'm not afraid to admit this. I'm a little bit stupid. Like, and if something isn't spelled out for me, I just don't get nuance. But this was like next level stupid. Yeah. yeah. People oh. were just doing things to be doing them. Nothing, nothing was building. There was no tension, which you need tension in a thriller. There are some things you can get away with tension not being there, I guess. I don't know. I don't watch rom-coms. But, like, in a thriller, you need there to be suspense and tension because they were like, psychological thriller. And I was like, I I feel psychologically fucked with because I paid for this, but I don't <laughs> think that's what you meant. <laughs> the only th- okay, so the only thing for me that kind of built tension, and it wasn't really, like, it was more tension in the fact that I was like, what the fuck happened? Was, like, there were times when, like, they would skip big sections of time so like for example the one that's like the biggest one to me is when they're da- the brother and francis and tom are dancing in the barn and the mom catches them and they have that kind of altercation and then suddenly like we skip and tom is sprinting through the corn and i'm just like what <laughs> why <laughs> what is happening i don't know if i would dance with a man who won't let me sleep or shower I don't know if I would. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like, is Francis meant to be like repressed sexually? Is I that think so. the... okay? Right. Okay. That's, I was like, he's either really, really aggressive and has like some serious issues uh, because of this repression. But it, it just came across as like, ah, uh, he's just a mad fella altogether. It wasn't right. like, right. The only this is thing, some deep shit. Like the only thing that ever made sense to me in this film was that Francis did not want the mother to find out her son was gay. He did not want that to happen, and he was going to do anything and everything in his power to make sure that did not happen. And then we find out the whole backstory thing, where like they were dancing at the club and he like ripped someone's face open, like because <laughs> he was going to tell him that his brother was gay, which it seems Francis already knew. And so, like, way overreaction. <laughs> I think there might have been some, like, between Francis and uh, Little Dead Boy. The brother? Yeah. <laughs> little Dead Boy. I'm not going to so try to say his name because I'm going to yeah. fuck Let's just call him Gilly or Gilliam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Because, like, the stranger walks up to them at the bar. like, I got something about your brother. And he rips his face in half. And we don't talk about that. We don't, I mean, it's a town secret. They just let him go everywhere but the bar he did it in. And I'm like, I don't want him in my establishment either. If I'm just making eggs or whatever the fuck I do in this town. Um, he's ripping faces in half. When people tell him things, he already knows. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> it's such a side note. It's like, just at the end of the movie, it's like a little footnote. And it's like, oh, by the by. <laughs> like, you yeah. ripped this lad's face off. Like, And that's when Tom's like, oh, I'm in trouble. And I'm like, Tom... <laughs> Honey, 
honey, <laughs> you've been in time. trouble. <laughs> I, I, part of me wonders because at one point, towards the end, when Sarah's arrived, the mom brings out these writings and pictures that Gilly had drawn or whatever when he was a child. And part of me is like, what's in those writings, ma'am, that you have just now revealed to us that we never find out what's in them? But so what is, what is in this? So I still think, I think that there was some sexual, romantic, something between the brothers. Gilly left because he was like, this is not okay. Because <laughs> Francis <laughs> is clearly crazy. And yeah, and Francis is just out here wilding out, being a toxic quote unquote straight man. <laughs> I I also got the impression that Francis killed Gilly, but again, there was nothing in the text to tell me that. Oh. So much as he's a violent man in the house and nobody talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, is this the accident? We don't want to talk about Agatha. Is it? Is it did you see something, Agatha? And she's like, I asked my questions. I'm going back to my room now. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you, Agatha. <laughs> going back to her room with the expensive brandy, might I like we add. <laughs> oh yeah. She she's has like, taste. She's self-medicating. That's why she doesn't think to ask questions until later in the movie, because she's drunk. She's so drunk. She's like, shit, how did my son die? (laughs) I knew I forgot to ask something the other day. (laughs) Like, I'm not a mom, but I feel like I would ask that question. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Coming from someone who is a mom, I'm pretty sure that, like, God forbid, if anything ever happened, that would be my first, like, that would be. And not when, you know my little lad's friend is sitting at the table who has just randomly shown up and I'm like, actually, <laughs> now that you're here, <laughs> I have a question. Uh, I was like, is Agatha unwell? Is that what we're trying to hint at? Because Francis is like, and when she dies, I can't wait till she dies. They called her a bunch of names. Why him and Tom were dancing? Because again, they needed to have this dance in the barn to talk about his plans for this farm when his mother dies. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not invested enough to care why you want to keep this farm. You seem unhappy yet, good sir. But also, <laughs> you're waiting for <laughs> your mom to die, and that's something you're telling this man you keep harassing while you're dancing and having a moment of peace. Who are you, Francis? Who are you? I have questions about Francis, right? So I come from a very rural background in Ireland. I grew up in um, the back arse end of nowhere. Uh, it was nothing but farmers, and now a lot of cattle and sheep farmers, right? Now, Francis was very clean and he was very well dressed for a farmer. And several times mother was like, clean yourself up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, there's not a speck of dirt on him. Now, if he was a farmer, he would be disgusting. He would be covered in muck. And he wasn't. He was so pristine. And I'm just like, that's not real. It's that's it's one of the it's why I didn't know what kind of farm this was. Because again, when I've seen farmers, it's like overalls and dirt and like they're like hurting whatever they're like raising or like digging out whatever they're like growing. And Francis just walking around causing chaos in the house. And I'm like, if you were really a farmer, wouldn't you be outside farming something? Like, <laughs> in a barn? Yeah. yeah you wouldn't I... have time to track Tom down because you'd be out working because your mom <laughs> doesn't seem to be doing anything. So you have to farm all of this farm yourself. <laughs> the only, yeah, like the only time they ever get dirty is when I guess they're birthing the cop, the the calf, and they come in with blood all over their their hands. And he's like, because I remember Tom is like trying to get it off, but he can't do it. But that's the only amount of like grime we see on either of them while they're while they're farming. Yeah, and Tom's like, oh, when Sarah comes in, he's like, no, I've been working on the farm and it's been great. And it's like, no, you haven't. Like, the, absolutely, no, you haven't. Like. <laughs> 
did more farming and daycare when we sang E-I-E-I-O. And <laughs> 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 then Francis is ever done. <laughs> so did you both, did you assume that Francis killed Sarah? I thought she left, but I don't know. because I, I think she did. Movie? I think she did. That didn't even cross my mind because I was like, this movie is so all over the place that she could have just left. That was another time jump because we go from them in a barn to suddenly he's in bed now and Francis is nowhere and the mom is nowhere. And then he's like, okay, I'm, I'm leaving now. Bye. <laughs> but also Sarah and Francis were friends because it was fine that she almost had to stab him when they first met because they were drinking last time we saw them all three together. And Tom was like, wait, you two are friends now? I feel left out. <laughs> and I'm like, you need to leave with Sarah. And instead, he goes to the bar in town where he finds out that Francis ripped faces in half. And he's like, oh, maybe I should leave. But, and, you know, and in the background, when he's at the bar, you see the bus and it closes and leaves. And I don't think Sarah got on it. I think Sarah's dead. Oh, you are so observant. I was just like, what is going on here? Like that old bartender, like, let me tell you a tale. And you're just like, <laughs> No, mate, like absolutely not. And then there was just so many little bits that I was just like, what's that about? And then it never, never like, comes anywhere. So at the, there's a scene at the funeral. Yeah. Where, yeah. So Francis is like trying to prevent someone from coming in or something, something never touched upon again. And you're like, because he goes to the bathroom to harass Tom in the bathroom as well. <laughs> just like Tom. And Tom is like, I love not peeing alone or sleeping alone or showering alone. I'm going to stay here at the farm forever. And I'm like, what was your life like before you showed up here, good sir? Because I feel like this is a cry for help. I think, yeah, I think I think they were trying to make make it to where, like, Tom was romantically interested in Francis. But it it never made sense to me because we never saw, besides the dancing scene, we never saw Francis, like, Take, take his guard down to like show Tom this is maybe I don't know. When he's chasing him around the woods at the end yelling what about me don't leave me that's their other romantic moment and so Tom I guess <laughs> that was a brewing and I was like this is it makes me wonder what the relationship was like with Gilly <laughs> because if Tom is like oh my god this abusive brother it might have it in for me <laughs> um, I'm just like what was, did you kill Gilly Tom was it self defense <laughs> the whole family <laughs> And what really bothered me, so you know when he's at the garage and he's paying for his gas or whatever, mm -hmm. and then he sees someone with like a scar on his face and he's all like, <gasps> that is so presump like presump presumptive? Yeah. presumptive. Yes. Is that a word? Yeah. 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 That is yeah. so presumptive of him to be like, that man's got a scar. That must be the fella. Like, that's rude. It's so rude. It's so damn rude. Also, rude. we don't need it because it happened in the past. So, like, it's not like, oh, no, this is about to be violence. It's like, the violence happened, and you didn't make it make sense because you didn't give it any weight. You just sort of threw it out as, like, a bedtime story to Tom, who needed a reason to finally leave because the other 99 reasons weren't enough. <laughs> and so I don't care about Scar Man. I don't care about him. I was I like, oh, like... Scar Joe is here. Cool. <laughs> I feel like if they, had, if they had set this show during that part of the film and like or that part of the storyline... It might have been more of a psychological thriller than it is today. Because <laughs> then you've got violence with him ripping someone's face open, and then you've got yeah. like what is happening with Gilly and Francis, and like what is his home life looking like? And, yeah. You know. And also, there was that one flash where just before Francis like assaulted him in the shower, he saw Francis's face, but with no features. And I was like, oh, oh, mm. we're getting interesting. 
never, never touched on again. Yeah. Never again. It was a tease. Yeah. I thought I thought I made that up. So I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you were like, where am I? Hi. <laughs> I mean, I, I was drinking while I watched it. So I was like, maybe I'm just really drunk and that's what I'm seeing. I don't know. I had a beer and I was like, I should have had something harder because that would have made it make sense. Because again, this movie it happened. It was made. <laughs> that's all I know. I I will say I thought the performances were solid, even though none of the characters had anything as far as motivation or intention goes. Yeah, my I think issue... it was solid acting for not knowing what the fuck is happening. Yeah, agreed. I think my issue is more with the script than with the performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a real Hitchcock vibe from it, so I saw Tom as typical Hitchcock blonde. You know, it starts off he's driving somewhere and mm-hmm. he ends up in this place that he's kind of out of sorts in and it's all a bit weird and you know he should really get out but he doesn't but i kind of feel like to have that hitchcock kind of connection you really need a point you know there was a reason that in psycho i can't remember her name right now but there was a site that the reason that that woman was in the, the hotel and she couldn't leave was because she was on the run mm-hmm. and you know loads of other things like this it just needed that little bit of like reason mm-hmm. Something. Some it was it was almost like if LaCroix could be a movie, it would be that. Where you have a hint of flavor, <laughs> but you never get an actual flavor. And so <laughs> I drink a lot of sparkling water, and so I'm reading myself as well. But like it's like, oh, it, it's lemon flavored, but there's no flavor. It's what it mm-hmm. felt like. It's like a movie that almost wanted to be something. And yeah. I think I read somewhere it was a speedy adaptation because he wanted to do it and he needed to do it by a certain time. And so mm. I wonder if maybe having people help with some revisions, we would have gotten yeah. the psychological thriller it wanted to be. And we would have gotten some actual character arcs and mm. maybe motivations. Because again, you have what seems to be a really good cast that just doesn't have shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like, especially with Francis, I mean, like I, we, we've kind of hit on this. He he comes in hot. And I don't mean like, I mean, he is hot, but I mean, hot. He comes in like both attractive hot and like out of 10. And he's out of 10 for like 95% of this movie. So we never see him change. He's always just like dangerous, toxic masculinity. Things were just happening. It's a chaos movie, but like there was never any heightened chaos. It's just shit's happening so we can get to the credits. Is what it felt like. As opposed to we are building to something. Because like, again, even the ending is anticlimactic because we had nothing building. So we're still doing nothing. And then Tom goes to a bar and here's a story. And it's like, I'm going to try and leave tomorrow. And I'm like, that is, <laughs> that is the most boring. That's like me being like, oh, I didn't do my chores today. I guess I'll do them tomorrow. That's not a nail biter. That's not a cliffhanger. Nobody wants to see me sitting around in my all together sipping the martinis being like, oh shit, I forgot to sweep today. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, I just, like I was trying to, come at it with like a queer horror angle um and it just felt a bit like just a bit meh like it was all a bit of an afterthought you know like the obviously it's based on queer characters but it just felt like an afterthought it was like whoops better include you know some queer lenses and there's a hint of a monstrous queer but is he monstrously queer it just felt like it wasn't fully developed and i just wanted more development from that yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm. it was so, a film of ideas yeah even though you know you both said francis is hot i was feeling tom 
So I'm definitely. Oh, I, was, I, was, I ain't turned down either of them. Let me, let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would want to throw either out of my bed, except for Francis, depending how he got there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, you know, I just, I just wanted more. Just if you're going to say something's a psychological thriller, make it psychological and thrilling. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why we needed to lie about it. Like, that's my actual <laughs> hot take, is this was a lie. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm super cute, and I wish I could find the film, but this is this is um, Xavier Dolan's second film. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested that we were, we were picking films for the season. We were between this film and his first film, and I couldn't find his first film, so we had to go with this film. And I'm curious what the first film is, because it's called I Killed My Mother. So, something had to have happened in that one. <laughs> I, bet he did, I, bet he, I bet he didn't kill his mother at all. <laughs> I mean, this title didn't lie, though. Maybe that title. True. So, maybe he kills his mother before the movie starts, and then we just watch him, like, clean up the house afterwards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Go to his I, funeral, you know. Yeah. I, think, I think this film does have potential. I just don't think that it got it really got there for me. But so I'm interested to see what I would be more interested to see more from this film creator. Yeah, you let me know how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. I mean, I can't can't find it, so I don't know. It'll be a while, so we'll see. We're just gonna assume that he killed his mother, Uh, yes, yeah, (laughs) yes, and that's the movie that has the action in it. Yeah, Um, yeah, with that that title, I could definitely read some like queer subtext into that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us have mother issues. And so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if we're going to stick, if we're going to stick with the whole Hitchcock thing, we've definitely got like a whole psycho thing going on. Oh, that's mm, true. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's just like a Hitchcock stan. Like he's just. <laughs> all he does is uh, Hitchcock uh, fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I also love this whole like somebody calls Sarah he doesn't tell Sarah anything about like who Sarah the character she's supposed to play in this lie because like she doesn't know that she's she's, like a chain smoker and she loves uh, pasta (laughs) so she can say she's like I don't smoke I'm not hungry I don't really like pasta I mean pasta's okay I guess but like okay And I'm like, you did not set your friend up to for success in this. Right? <laughs> and when she's like, oh, by the way, Tom, your boyfriend was a massive sleep around. Like, right. And she's I, was like, I, was, I was like, I was in your camp, Sarah, until this moment. And I was like, no, that's rude. You don't have to say that to someone when their lover just died. Right. <laughs> also, I think Tom knew, which is another reason why I'm like, Tom, why are you trying to hold on to this? Because clearly this kid... Gilly went back home and something happened and he mm. left Tom nothing. And so Tom comes out to the farm to be like, where is Gilly? I hear he's dead because we don't talk right now. And then he pulls Sarah into this nonsense and she's like, well, you know, he was sleeping with everybody in the fucking city. <laughs> and he's like, how dare you bring truth here? I'm trying I, to like gross corn. <laughs> I wonder if Gilly and Tom were actually together or was it just all in like Tom's Tom's head. head. I think he was obsessed with him. That's where the psychological comes from. There we go. We've cracked the code. (laughs) (laughs) 
because he was sleeping with everybody. And so I think Tom just felt special, <laughs> even though everybody was being made special every other night. And so I think that that is <laughs> that's but what I, they should have done. <laughs> I did. I did feel bad for him, which especially when she went into like details. She wasn't like, "Hey, girl, you know that he's like." Doing everybody. She was like, Yeah, he put we he gave me a ride home and we went to an alley and got in his back seat and he put it in me and I put it in him. Like, I was like, We don't need the full details, girl. We you could have yeah. just said, you know he was a slut, right? Like we don't Tom, need everybody else. Tom needed that though, because Tom is out here falling for the brother, which fell for the brother really quick after the funeral and didn't leave. And so I'm also like, Tom, obviously you weren't that in love with Gilly. If you're like his brother who's harassing me might be the next move. <laughs> so she comes out and she's like, girl, get your shit together. And Tom's like, no, I, I want to do a farm day on. And she's like, he had a usual routine. He would literally <laughs> offer us rides home and he would give us a ride home, Tom. How many times did you see this shit go down? And he's like, no, no, that's not what happened. She's like, Tom, he gave me two rides home before he left you for the farm. <laughs> and he's like, how dare you? No, you're hurting me. And I'm like, Francis is trying to hurt you, baby. You need to leave with your friend. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are more fish in the sea, okay? Right? Like, you don't need this family. <laughs> you don't need this family. <laughs> I mean, really, you need to get the bomb and get her out as well. Like, just leave Francis at the farm. This should have been, this top movie should have been called "Leave Francis at the Farm." <laughs> Everybody, get out. <laughs> I, I want, I want more of the mom because, like, Francis is treating her like she's fragile. Which, if he's not coming out, maybe part of the reason he's telling himself to not come out is because, like, she can't take it, and also she can't know about Gilly because then Gilly will be outed, and then I'll know if she could take it or not. And I'm like, if that's what we're doing here, let's do that. Because right now you have people running around doing random weird shit. And it's very artsy. It's very much like, I'm in the shower with you now. It's just nice <laughs> to my mom tomorrow. And I'm like, would you not? <laughs> I just love the way he's like, surprise, motherfucker. Here I am. <laughs> like, can I not shit in peace? <laughs> he's like a toddler. He's like a toddler that just does not fucking leave you alone. Yes, like. yes. Francis the toddler. Like, if we just edit it all of the times he pops up on Tom into a TikTok, people would be like, oh my God, this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> and I, re I really did expect like something sexual to happen between Tom and Francis. It never happened. Not really. Oh, well, I mean, in the cornfield, that was a little like <laughs> in the cornfield. In that, like, what are they called? Uh, where the aliens make the circle in the corn? Crop circle. <laughs> Crop circle. Yeah, there was like this random circle that had no corn in it. <laughs> And That's like, Francis takes people. <laughs> <laughs> and Francis like attacks him and like yeah. spits Jimmy in his mouth or something. He likes to take people down an alleyway. Francis likes to take them into the crops. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Gilly was more of a city dweller. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the spitting in the mouth was the most traumatic thing in the movie for me. Because like that is, I remember somebody hit me in my face to spit in my mouth. Because like, that pain would go away. <laughs> Those germs, who knows how long that's there. What? <laughs> also, it's just, it's a very personal attack to spit in someone's fucking mouth. And I was like, Francis has to die. And Tom is like, no, we'll dance. And I'm like, that's not how you cope with somebody spitting in your mouth. Love yourself, Tom. And he's like, I want to dance with him. I'm like, no. <laughs> Maybe that's what this movie was. A journey for Tom to love himself. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I need to see the, the sequel. Something like that. <laughs> 
Tom um, at therapy. <laughs> Tom at the therapist. <laughs> Tom, Tom at the, at the bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tom in denial. <laughs> okay, also, at the end, so he packs all his shit up in a suitcase and he starts walking, but he grabs a shovel first. Weapon. I don't know why. And then he realizes halfway down the driveway that the suitcase is too cumbersome. So he takes just the writings from the suitcase and puts it in his jacket and chugs the suitcase and takes the shovel. But then earlier in the movie, he was trying to leave after the sur- after the funeral, after he got slapped in the face 20 times in the bathroom. And then, but he's like, oh, my luggage. I got to go back to my <laughs> luggage. <laughs> If I'm getting handled at my partner's funeral, fuck you, can my buy, <laughs> you can buy a new pair of pants. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I, I will get clothes later. Um, we have malls in the city. Well, you're not on the farm. <laughs> you can just like go get this stuff. I literally got beat up in the stall in the bathroom, which is another time I'm like, Francis, what are you about to do to this man? <laughs> because the way it was shot, because he was like on his knees facing the toilet, and Francis is behind him, and he's like, you didn't do the eulogy. And I'm like, this is, what are we doing here? <laughs> How did we get here? Yes. It was just, for me, it was just a bit of a mess. Yeah. I needed yeah. things to be packaged nicely and tied up, and it yeah. just was messy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. My, this, I, well, I guess we can get into hot takes, but because, like, that, that really hits mine. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that was like, what is the fuck that's going on? And I was like, maybe I'm just an idiot. I don't see something. But, like, <laughs> This is the second film in a row where I was like, am I just a dummy? <laughs> but for The Cured, I went back in. This one, I was like, no, I think I'm fine. I don't think I am the problem. <laughs> I think it's them. <laughs> I do that all the time. Like, whenever you're on Twitter and people are like, this film's brilliant and it's so deep. And then I'm like, but is it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Is it deep or do you want it to be deep? <laughs> it's like I, I, like I said, I'm just one of these people that just does not get art. Like I does not get art. None of it. <laughs> Absolute no art whatsoever. I am art void. Um, so like The Witch by Robert Eggers. <laughs> I just don't get it. I've watched it three times. And <laughs> That's just a fun one that like is the good for her horror. <laughs> it's just like you want her family to die. She wants her family to die. And so it's like, how do make this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why is that ghost speaking? Because <laughs> um... <laughs> that goat is living deliciously. <laughs> Black Philip was like, this is going to end well for most of you. <laughs> You know what? That goat was like, I don't want to be eaten, so I'm just going to fuck with these people. Oh, right? Instead of the ram dad into the wall. That was so funny. Now I wish that I had been called Black Philip at the farm, even though I... <laughs> Hot takes. Let's get spicy. Even though mine's not very spicy. <laughs> Just that whole hit, like, I read that that's what he was going, he was going for that Hitchcock vibe, but like, uh, just don't touch Hitchcock if you can't be Hitchcock. That sounds deeper than it actually is, but what I mean is, like, (laughs) Hitchcock was a certain type of filmmaker, and if you're going to attempt to emulate Hitchcock, then like, you better bring that Hitchcock 
Yeah. <laughs> you get me? Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think his cinematography yeah. kind of hit with the Hitchcock vibe. Yeah. But yeah. the script was not there. And if the script's mm-hmm. not there, the whole nothing can work really. No. Yeah. It goes back to people not wanting to be themselves when they create their art because yeah. there's a reason people in the past worked in the past because that's the things they use the technology mm-hmm. and stuff they had. And so like if you like things they do, you can definitely like take parts of that, but you can't base your whole aesthetic around being someone else because then you fall flat like this at the farm. Right. And <laughs> had he just had he just picked a play that maybe had something happening, um, and had he actually given it time to develop it other than these will be cool shots yeah. and this will be a uh, this will be an atmosphere yeah because if i wanted an atmosphere i just play a video game i i wanted a movie with a plot and some substance yeah um yeah yeah i just feel like if like the film is anything to go by with the play like the play is literally that play that you have to go see because your mates in it and you're just like keep checking your watch you're like when the fuck is this gonna end like i need to go get my drink on um that's just how it felt and then it ended. And you know those films when they just end and you're like, oh, oh. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Okay. Like, oh. Hmm. yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> I mean, I love not how, talking about out, but uh, okay. <laughs> I love how the credits played Rufus Wainwright and I was like, don't bring him into this. He did nothing to you. He did nothing to you. <laughs> uh, my other favorite is that they, it was Rufus Wainwright. It's like, I can't think of the exact lyrics right now, but it's all about like how much he hates America. And I was like, this is in Canada. Thanks, yeah. Canada. Y'all hang right. on yourselves. We're doing nothing over here. Francis <laughs> I mean, is wearing fair. a US, USA jacket at the end. And when he it's turned true. around, it was very like, USA. And yeah. it was just like, but why? But why, yeah. No one in the movie is from America. Like, they're, all speaking, they're all in Canada speaking French. So like, yeah. <laughs> You're like the most un-American thing ever. <laughs> the most no American one, thing is his name is Tom. Like that's the only American thing. No one even movie. mentioned America in the whole fucking movie. Like we had five characters and people at a funeral in the peripherals and nobody even said America. And so like, if you want to make that argument, I mean, it's fair. America does suck. But you have to like start that argument. You can't just be like a jacket and a song. It's like, good sir. Like, <laughs> there's so much. There is so much to drag us for. You could have had a movie about that, and I'd have been like, "Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that all my No, like Tom and the Shit Show. Like that would have been fine, <laughs> but we did not do that. And so I was like, "What are we? We're just adding more things to be adding things." It felt very much like someone's accessorizing, and they don't know how, so they put on everything in the room as opposed to just the things that complement the outfit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. My actual hot take. <laughs> My actual hot take is that this is billed as a psychological thriller, and I don't know if that's how I would categorize it because it was not psychological or thrilling. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's more of a drama that really leans into being based on a play, and so it's like we don't have to make sense because people think plays don't make sense, and that is a falsehood. <laughs> right. Agreed. Yeah. No. I, so again. Um, for last night, I put. I think this film went over my head, so I'm glad that I'm not the only one. It's <laughs> like I don't, I don't understand. I was intrigued, and like I never, uh, you know, I never got really super bored because of the strong performances, and like I, I kept looking for something to be to like pull me in. But I just, I was just so confused about the motivations and of the characters and the the point. Like, why? Mm-hmm. What is the point of this movie? Like, yeah. at least with the cured which on the last episode I talked about, I kind of found like a, a, an end for my point for the movie that I could, that I could make this one. I was just like, 
maybe toxic relationships. I don't. I, yeah. I, don't I was know. really like, I was waiting for that build up, and I was like, okay, so you know when he like goes out into the forest or whatever, I was like, okay, we're gonna get some like high tension kind of shit. You know, he's gonna really go to town with that shovel. And then he just ended up fucking off and like getting into the van, and you're like, all right, like, I was I was waiting for like a head smash or you I know like, face smash. I like at that moment that Francis is like fuck and like starts running <laughs> to get it. And I was like, what do you think was going to happen? You left your truck door wide open, still running. Like you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, Francis, Francis was not the sharpest tool in the shed <laughs> on the farm, <laughs> which is another reason why I'm like, Tom, what do you see in this? What do, what do you gain out of this, Tom? And Tom is like, uh, I don't know. I'm here because the movie said to be here. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> the title is I Gotta Be at This Farm. Okay, leave me alone. Right? <laughs> it's not Tom makes a good decision. It's Tom at the farm. And so we're going to be at the farm <laughs> for an hour and 40. It's not Tom leaves the farm. <laughs> Tom is no longer at the farm. <laughs> Tom has left the building. <laughs> All right, everyone. So that's our thoughts on Tom at the farm. <laughs> Thank you so much, Igraine, for joining us on this journey. <laughs> I feel so bad. journey. We, I... had, we had two good movies when I was on your show, and you're here for Tom at the Farm, and that is not fair. <laughs> but it's pretty on brand for me to talk about films I don't actually like. and uh... <laughs> I hate everything. Uh... <laughs> that just makes me like to have you back on at some point. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking about Tom at the farm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and thank you everyone for listening. Next week we have Sweetheart with a special guest co-host, LaRob or LaBob Payton. And our guest will be Lindsay King Miller. I will not be with you next week. So Right. <laughs> will you be at the farm, Trent? Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> if, if, if Tom and Francis are there, I might be there. And I might not leave. <laughs> Listen, Tom didn't want to leave either. So I'll just yeah. see you in eight months. Just um, make sure you lock your bathroom door, okay? <laughs> and your bedroom door. <laughs> and your suitcase. Nothing, lock all the blocks. Um, <laughs> but next week, we'll continue our month of celebrating queer artists with our theme of Let's Hear It for the Gays. Boop, One day, LaRob's a singer. I'm going to say if LaRob will do it the correct way so we can out here at once so people know what the fuck I'm talking about. And it's like, she's drunk. And I'm like, yes, but also, <laughs> it's it like makes fun, sense. right? Let's yeah. hear it for the boys. Yeah. yeah. Let's hear it for the boys. That's yes. how it's supposed to sound, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Again, thank you, Igraine. And thank you, thank everyone, you. for listening. Make sure you stay fierce out there. <laughs> <laughs>